0: Well, I would just like to say welcome back to another episode of the hit podcast, The Icebox, brought to you by Inspired Creations H-O-M. I am the most influential speaker from the House of M, and I have just a few things I'd like to talk with you all this evening, or it could be morning. I don't know what time you're listening to this. I'm recording it at night, though. Um, today, uh, I would like to talk to you about, uh, the new movie, Terminator Dark Fate, because I just saw it recently, and I would love to share with you three, uh, conspiracy stories. One, I lived. The other, I would like to live. And the third is just a fun one that I just heard about not too long ago, and I wanted to kind of, uh... Talk about that conspiracy theory and see what you all think of it too. Because I have an opinion and I think it's pretty cool because all of my opinions are fun. Um, but uh, first, let's talk about Terminator the Dark, Dark Fate. So this, of course, is a bold move from the Terminator world, the Terminator franchise movies, because they elected to forget the last few Terminator movies even existed. So you have the 1980s Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you have the early 90s version with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger again, and Sarah Connor, Um, and also the T-1000 was introduced. Everything that happened after that? just enjoy them as feature films in another universe because Terminator Dark Fate is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Judgment Day. Alright, so I enjoyed it. Bottom line is right there, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was the best movie ever. Um, I don't think it will have the effect that they were hoping for to like essentially relaunch the franchise. It could, um, but I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. It, it was kind of um, I think the person I watched it with um, had said that it's almost a revamp of Terminator 2: Judgment Day. Uh, the evil Terminator was a combination of like the endoskeleton, or the I'm sorry, the metal skeleton of like the T800 series and the T1000 series put together. So you had like a liquid metal version on top of the actual uh, Terminator skeleton, um, and that was the main, uh, the villain of the of the movie. Sarah Connor's back. Um, actress is a little older now, obviously, but she fit really well. Um, she was a gun-toting B.A. You know, and she uh, came and um, stood up to the Terminator and helped the the heroes out. Um, we're introduced to uh, the new John Connor, essentially. I uh, don't want to give too many spoilers on that, uh, but she was she was cool. Uh, she had a good. Character arc in the in the movie as well, and the last main character in this would be the augmented uh, human as well, Grace, and she was very cool. Um, she comes in and has literally a showdown with the Terminator almost immediately in the movie, um, and it was very very awesome to view. Uh, she's an augmented human, so she's not even a Terminator, but she's been what they call augmented um, to display. Enhanced uh, performance of, uh, of strength, uh, agility, speed um, for only a short period of time. And afterwards she falls out and has like a fever and falls down and, and pretty much is nothing or is weakened in a much weakened state unless she gets uh, certain medicines put back into her to revive her. Um, but she was very cool. Uh, she She definitely knows how to fight and she threw down with the Terminator as well. Um, The fight sequences in the movie were just awesome. Um, They're very physical, very cool use of weapons, vehicles. Um, You have another showdown because Arnold Schwarzenegger is back in this too. So you get his Terminator um, against the villain Terminator as well. Um, They have awesome fight scenes. They're throwing each other across the rooms Uh, landing these machine parts in their faces. Uh, Very, very well done. So I think the best part of the Terminator Dark Fate were the action sequences. Um, Again, storyline, it was just pretty much a revamp of uh, Judgment Day. Um, So we'll see how well this does in theaters. Um, Judging from the opening weekend, it doesn't look like it did too well. Um, But I've heard mixed reviews. I've seen some people say it's a total flop. I've seen other people saying it does just enough to carry on the, the franchise. And I can only hope uh, that the Terminator franchise continues. Again, I've always been a fan of them. I actually enjoyed all of the Terminator movies, some more than others. Um, but I'd recommend go seeing Dark Fade while it's still out there. Um, go see it. It's got great action sequences. Again, Sarah Connor is back. Schwarzenegger is back. Um, a very, very cool opening scene. Um, literally, the prologue Prologue is very worth watching in and of itself, as too. Um, but very cool. The music was all right. Um, I think we were talking about the main theme of the Terminator, which pretty much hit on sequences with Schwarzenegger in it. Um, I think it was a little underutilized, um, and when they did play it, it could have been more emphasized to to make the scene um, a little bit more impactful. Uh, But otherwise, again, very cool, fun action movie. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. uh, I'd recommend seeing it. Okay, so now the uh, conspiracy uh, stories that I wanted to share with you. Um, If you've heard these stories before, I apologize. Um, But I think the major portion of the audience has not. So the first conspiracy story, I lived. And this happened when I was in Las Vegas uh, attending a graphic design um, conference. So this was back when I was in uh, college. So <clears throat> we were walking towards the, we were walking the strip and um, headed towards the next uh, conference uh, for AIGA. And we, as we were walking along, we saw in the sky, I was with um, another person. Uh, uh, his name was uh, Eric, so he can vouch for me because um, he saw the same thing. So we looked in the sky and there was literally a cloud of smoke. Um, but this smoke um, was in a circular pattern going upwards. So it didn't just catch us or caught our eyes. It actually caught a lot of eyes and they were coming out of like the souvenir shops, various places, and they were all looking up at the same phenomena that we were looking at. And there were two of them. There were two circle, uh, circular patterned smoke trails heading upward now I know what you're saying, probably just a rocket. And some owner in a uh, souvenir shop literally came out to me and says, that eh, happens all the time. They do rocket testing um, and that's all it is, just a rocket. I'm like, well, don't rockets go straight? Why is this one literally going in a circular pattern spiraling upwards, leaving a distinct trail behind it too? And the the heads or the, 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 top, the, the top of the trails were like... Um, I don't a ball of light essentially, um, and they're going straight up in a circular pattern. Look really really eerie. So I of course, back then took pictures, um, but I only had uh, my disposable camera. So I um, took I don't know easily ten pictures of uh, of that thing just to make sure I get it from different angles and whatever right. Um, so, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get this developed. This is going to be so cool. I've literally seen what I've just identified as an unidentified flying object, a UFO. That's right. That is what I lived and saw. So, the conference is done, right? I get back to Wisconsin, and I worked at uh, Kmart at the time, and I was like, I have an in. I will just get these developed, uh, and uh, look forward to seeing them and showing them to uh, you know my family and whoever else I can show these to because they're groundbreaking. Um, so I get back the the pictures and I'm going through them and I see different pictures I've taken uh, you know various spots in Vegas and such, and I see a note at the end of it with some negatives that are I don't want to say melted but they were. They were wrecked. And the note says um, something to the effect of couldn't complete your picture processing due to um, the negatives. Uh, They couldn't process it. And I kid you not, the pictures that did not turn out, the only pictures that did not turn out were of these UFOs. So I saw it, I lived it, took pictures of it, Got them developed, and once they were in the hand of the developers, they ceased to exist. The second conspiracy theory, uh, <laughs> the second conspiracy theory uh, or story that I want to, I want to live, is of course none other than Bigfoot. So, I once told a few people. But specifically, this individual that if I ever won the lottery, I would for sure want to gather a team and go out, to, I don't know, Canada, somewhere where there's Bigfoot sightings, and literally put on a search for Bigfoot and find Bigfoot and capture Bigfoot or take video of Bigfoot or take a picture of Bigfoot. Uh, anything to prove the existence of Bigfoot. Now, I, I everyone can probably just be saying, well, there's no such thing as Bigfoot. It's just a gimmick and all that stuff, right? But I, to this day, believe Bigfoot is out there. Um, and when I win the lottery, I'm going to head up an expedition. You are welcome to attend with me. Um, so we can find Bigfoot. Uh, Les Stroud once. Uh, had some shows dedicated to this finding of Bigfoot too, and although they were inconclusive, <laughs> um, he believes something is out there, and I do too. Also, I just want to go out there too, so I can do some tree knocking and Bigfoot calls, and just have fun with it too. So, um, but I think I would have to purchase a weapon. I I t- I wouldn't want to go out there without a gun. Now, I don't know how Bigfoot would think of that. Like, if he knows I have a gun, would he consider me a threat immediately? And, like, you know, want to kill me? Um, I guess that's a chance I'm willing to take. Um, but I wouldn't want to go out there with just my two hands, you know? I don't want to go out there with a stick and defend myself off of a potentially, maybe a herd of Bigfoot as well. I'd have to have some kind of firearm with me. So, um, I guess at minimum a knife, right? I get A knife, but... I had to be really close to use the knife. So that's why I'm considering a firearm for when I win the lottery and create a search dedicated to finding Bigfoot with awesome technology, infrared cameras, um, tons of batteries because I hear Bigfoot can knock out technology with his mysticism or whatever the heck it is. Um, I'd bring apples so I can bait him, and I'd bring a firearm for protection, of course. I don't necessarily want to kill the Bigfoot, but I also don't want to be killed by a Bigfoot. Um, so that, that's kind of what I want to do when I win the lottery. So, of course, that's got to happen first. Um, and then I'll leave my expedition to go find a Bigfoot. So that's the conspiracy story that I would like to live. Okay, the third and final conspiracy story that I want to share with you tonight is something I just recently found out about, um, and it involves the uh, the pyramids in Egypt. So this one, I read an article, and I'll give credit after I probably finish uh, using the excerpts from this. But this is f- um, the pyramids. Here, here's the headline of the article that I was I was reading. Um, pyramids were built with help from dinosaurs, claims top. Egyptologist. So when a top Egyptologist claims that the pyramids were built from dinosaurs, that has to add some credibility immediately. Immediately. Cairo, Egypt, a team of archaeologists at the University of Cairo, led by Egyptologist Nabir ibn al-Samad, Try saying that ten times fast, or even three times fast. Has uncovered ancient papyri, that's papyrus like the paper, right? And a number of stone pallets dating back to 3500 BC. Which could prove ancient Egyptians might have lived amongst dinosaurs. So, Professor Nabir Al-Samund, the Egyptologist, who pretty much is well-respected in the field... Says the following I understand our present view of human history is completely different from what we are proposing, but based on these ancient papyri, we must consider the possibility that dinosaurs may have lived amongst ancient Egyptians and were possibly tamed to carry the huge blocks that compose the pyramids. End quote. The article goes on to show a picture of uh, what they've seen, and it shows two Egyptians uh, with ropes around very elongated necks of these beasts. And the beast's name is, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to try to pronounce it, it's called a Ra-Nitka, or, get this name, the God Beast. Yeah, that's right, the God Beast. Google search that and you'll see these articles and you'll you'll be a believers immediately, all right? All right. So it goes on to say the most the most surprising portions of the ancient texts and stone palettes are concerning Rodnicka, translated as god beast, which was presumably tamed and used to carry the large limestone blocks that compose the pyramids. Quote, for centuries it was presumed that Rodnicka was possibly a whale yeah right. But here we have descriptions of Ranitka delving in water as well as on land, and the papyri mention that the animal of great stature was used to carry materials used during the construction of the pyramids. End quote. Thus this was an explanation of Professor Al Samund, who was visibly exhilarated. Can you tell? He goes on to say they are they are described as tamed beasts of burden who eat of the Nile's grass whose tail when lashed can kill an army of men and whose necks reach out to the sky, which lets us believe the creature could depict a species of Brontosaurus of some kind. This is very credible. And I believe dinosaurs, in fact, had a part in creating the pyramids in Egypt. How else could they have moved those blocks? Aliens? Well, you saw what happened when people start believing in aliens, right? They get their pictures deleted and and destroyed. No, let's go something a little bit more real, something that we can prove. Dinosaurs existed. Don't tell me they didn't. They have. They can explain these pyramids no human is going to be lifting these limestone blocks up how high to compose the pyramid of these Uh, it's impossible so how else could they have done it dinosaurs people dinosaurs is how they could have done it possibly a brontosaurus um i think they also went on to say that there was fossils um Or a skeleton in twenty. Yeah, one recent skeleton finding in 2014 proved to be a new species. People, a new species of Titanosaurus, a group of hey, get this, long-necked, long-tailed, plant-eating. Remember, eating of the Nile grasses, plant-eating dinosaurs that include some of the largest animals ever. The period in which Perillotitan lived Is still a mystery to paleontologists. Well, the mystery is solved because these dinosaurs helped the Egyptians build the pyramids. And I believe that. All All right. So. You may be wondering why I suddenly wanted to talk conspiracy theories and the answer is quite simple. This episode of the Icebox uh, is being dedicated to one Brian Cerdinsky. Um Brian was a friend um, that I wish I could have got to know a little bit better. Um but Brian is also no longer with us. He suddenly passed away, um, and leaves behind leaves behind a family. And I wanted to do something to honor um, his friendship, honor him as a very nice person, a fun guy, um, a friend. So with everything that I do and try to create on my Inspired Creations um, umbrella, uh, I, I had this this venue and I thought, you know what, I just want to say a few words about him and dedicate a show to, to him. And the reason why I'm dedicating this specific show to him is because whenever I got to see this guy um, we would always talk um, sit together, even, and um we would talk one of two things. we would talk video games, um, or yeah, you guessed it, conspiracy theories, um, and this guy talk about it talk about an expert in conspiracy theories. He was just profound on the amount of stuff that he watched on um on YouTube,, um, but he was very knowledgeable of all kinds of different conspiracy theories. Um that nine nine eleven conspiracy theories. Uh, I think we might have even talked about uh Paul McCartney at one point too. And uh they were he was very entertaining. And I could talk to him like the entire time. Um but he would he would ultimately talk, you know, go switch the subject to video games. We talk about video games too. Um but he would also um be cognizant to help with his kids um, and his wife as well so uh, again Brian uh, passed away recently and I do want to share this one excerpt from uh, his obituary Um, Brian was a member of the Union Grove Yorkville volunteer fire department he was proud to serve his community as a firefighter he enjoyed fishing and hunting and loved spending time with his children and family. He particularly enjoyed playing with his children. Um, again, for as much as I knew him, um, that one excerpt, excerpt says a lot about the person Brian was. Um, Brian, there's a lot of people that miss you. I know you're listening up there now, so I miss you. And I always enjoyed the time we had to talk. Uh, Thank you for being so friendly and inviting. Um, I do want to let you know that I will continue to research and look into conspiracy theories uh, and playing video games because those are the two things we always connected with. And I do want you to know that um, your conspiracy talks probably could be the catalyst of my daughter also um, having a fascination with conspiracy theories too. Uh, she is all over YouTube looking at all the different ones as well and I knew she was always there like kind of listening to our conversations so um, you're probably the catalyst for that too uh, but I do want to say my thoughts and prayers continue to be with his family um, his three children and, uh, and Rachel. Um, so Brian we miss you um, again this episode of the ice Box is dedicated to you um, we miss you and uh, you'll always be remembered and the goodness that you left in our hearts we can only hope to emulate and um, bring joy to this to this world um, as much as you did Thank you Brian All right. That's my episode for the Icebox today. I do want to thank everyone for uh, listening. Um, I also want to promote that you can find all of my creative outlets on our Facebook page. Um, You can find us on Facebook as Inspired Creations, HOM. You'll see links to our podcasts, which is what you're listening to now. You'll also see links to our YouTube shows. That's all we're trying to do is trying to bring a little bit of happiness or um, smiles or break from reality um, with any of these things that I create um, the YouTube shows the podcast my artwork um, little cricket stuff as well my perler beads all that stuff um, I just want to kind of bring some happiness to our little corner of the world over here um, and do do what I can to bring goodness because there's all kinds of negativity negative negativity in this world right? Um, we don't need any more of that. We just want some positivity and I make it my goal to continue to do that. Um, so again, thank you very much for listening and I'm going to end this episode the way my buddy always ends uh, our episodes, Diggs, who's probably in bed sleeping or, or maybe not. He's probably on his phone or something. Um, but again, thank you for watching or thank you for listening and uh, you can catch us on Inspired Creations at you on our Facebook page and all our links like that. Um, But until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty.